there's no doubt flippers in those lines. And I feel I like I can, I, do you have an eye for it? Do oh, you think yeah. You can, do you ever just look the line over and go, oh, yeah. That I got flipper radar. That, that person, yeah. Do you have flipper radar? It's because of whoever reposted this. I don't know who Ken Karobot is, but uh, it's the only option I had to share it with you it's all. Kinky Robot. Not Ken Karobot. It's Kinky Robot. <laughs> Wait, what? It's Kinky, kinky. Robot, not Kinky Robot. Oh. Hey, Toy Family, welcome to another edition of the Marsham Toy Hour, where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. I'm Teresa Hawkins. I'm George Gaspar. Look at this, guys. Two weeks in a row. We did it. Who knew? <laughs> who who knew this could actually happen? <laughs> Maybe I should wait till the end of the record to actually say that something's bound to happen to Teresa. A neighbor's going to go into cardiac arrest. There's going to be a tornado warning, George. Nothing ever seems to happen to you. There's earthquakes out here. We've had some big ones recently. You had one right after Wait. our call last week, actually. It popped Wait, up in my feet. Wait, that hit your area? Are you all okay? Yeah, I mean, it, it, we just had rolling here. It wasn't like we didn't have any of like, the, the damage and stuff like that. I've never experienced one, but they said that that one that happened that night of our record was, was they could feel it in Arizona. I guess it had, uh, it was a pretty good one. Yeah. I mean, it, we had, you can feel it in Vegas too. I think it like was everywhere. Well, yeah. We had two, we had two pretty large ones, like over six. The first one I was at work, the second one I was home and we had just left the house and we're at a stoplight. And all of a sudden it felt like there were people outside our car, like shaking it. Wow. Like that's how that's how much it was. And then we look up and you can see like all the trees are swaying, the like the poles for the stoplights and all that are swaying, everything's shaking. It was cool. That's kind of that's not cool. That's gonna feel so scary. George is just a California veteran. This stuff doesn't even phase him. He's just entertained by it. I've been waiting well, for earthquakes since I moved here. Everybody like it was the biggest thing before I got here. Like everyone's like, Oh, there's so many earthquakes. Are you gonna be afraid of earthquakes? Ever since I've been here, there's been like nothing. <laughs> like we've never had a bad earthquake. So you've just never had that inclination to just take cover. Cause I heard once that Scott ran out of his house with his daughter one time. So you never had that experience, huh? No, they hmm. never like, it doesn't ever feel like, cause like, I guess all we've ever had really were rolling kind of ones. And when it's rolling, it's more like the ground is just waving. It's like, you know, it's, it's almost like water waves, yeah. but it's the ground. So those aren't really bad. It's the ones that like, that like really rock and jolt. Those are the ones that like break, houses and things like that wow. no matter what that sounds terrible i know well because they there were some going on during that anime expo we were talking about we just didn't even mention it but the person i knew that was there that shared some like the thimble sub hollow stuff she was there and felt the earthquakes in her hotel like 50 floors up and i would she was like i'm having ptsd scared there's gonna be earthquakes i'm like i would too that would i would freak out Nah, they're not. They're really not scary. <laughs> Actually, no. Wait, I take it back. There's too many people in California. They're terrifying. Never come here. Everybody leave. We can't make the same mistake that we did last week because I guess a couple people didn't like that we didn't talk toys for the first 20 minutes of last episode. So let's roll into some talking some toys. And who's going oh, to San Diego? On. We're allowed to talk about life before that. 
That's what I say. People are more interested in that than toys, right? Because our lives are just so entertaining and exciting. (laughs) Break-ins. Seriously, does everybody know about that? You started off before the show telling us about break-ins at your old place. So I was at work yesterday. I get a phone call from my realtor. My house is still, so we're currently living in Washington. Uh, Our house in Phoenix is not sold yet, so we're doing the whole double mortgage thing, which sucks. But we get a call from the realtor saying, "Uh, Gary, we just walked into the house for a showing and the refrigerator is right at the front door. And like, okay, that's interesting. And then he goes into the kitchen and the oven's missing. So we had a break in and that was my biggest fear. I was telling Teresa, I was telling everybody, I hate open houses. I hate strangers coming into our house. Cause when people come into the house with a realtor, you would assume they're looking for a house, but you don't know that for sure. But open houses, I absolutely do not trust. I think that's just, looky loos coming to your house and I've heard stories of people going into the homes and slightly unlocking a window and whatnot and so the realtors a lot of times don't go back to the house and check all this stuff so that was a big fear of mine and it came true because there was no point of entry in our house the police came and did a police report and they don't know how they got into the house so something like that must have happened oh man that sucks that's crazy yeah People suck. Well, you know, I mean, at, least, at least it was just stuff and it wasn't like all the copper pipe in the house. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's true. But I mean, so George, what you don't get is back when he was first starting to have an open house, Gary was telling me about these fears and how he wanted to like stake out the house or like figure out a way to make sure the realtors or like there were multiple people there or something to watch because it's such a big house. And he had read these stories of people cracking windows and I thought he was nuts because I was like who does that and your freaking fears came true because you're the most naive person I've ever known Teresa like you just assume everything's the best you're walking around the dark streets of New York by yourself at 1 2 a.m single woman like you just have no fear you're just like living this world where everything is two dots for eyes and a smiley face it's it's, I mean, that's not that's not the real world, and that's what I knew about. I watch a lot of ID and crime TV, and I know this is exactly what can happen. You can't assume the best in people. Stop it. Just stop <laughs> it. All right. Let's talk toys. Who's going to San Diego? <laughs> not I. I don't know. Is anyone going to San Diego? I might go down for a day because there's a couple exclusives that I really want. Yeah. So I might go down for one day and then just drive home just to get the exclusive. God, is that really worth it? It's like a two-hour drive, four-hour round trip for a couple exclusives. Yeah, it's two hours. That's not bad. Wait, is it um, stuff from like the pop-up shops around the show or in the actual show? No, in the show. I have a pass already. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you got to use the pass. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I might as well. I didn't go last year. So, like, my brain doesn't remember all the shit that it is. <laughs> so then, like, I know I'm going to go to get this thing, and I'm going to walk up to the building and immediately want to punch myself in the face. <laughs> I can't wait to talk to you next week. Well, this is going to be fun. But, you know, it's the thing. Like, I, I've never been, obviously, and I know it's a massive show. And every time I start seeing snippets of news, I'll see, like, 
oh, Hall H, they just described this, and you can get passes, but it's probably going to be, like, a crazy long line to get in. And then I hear people, like, oh, the majority of the big booths, you have to enter for lotteries to get a chance to buy. And then I see all these people posting, well, I bought a four-day pass to SDCC, but I didn't win any lotteries for any of the booths I want to go to. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's if you're going there as an attendee, it's four days of waiting in line. You're not doing things. You're not. You're literally just waiting in line. Even if you're trying to get the free bag at Warner Brothers, you're waiting in a line to get a free bag. It's it's That's awful. terrible. How is that fun? It's not <laughs> fun. People just th- people people think that San Diego Comic Con is fun, so that when then they're excited to go, and then they get there and they can't say how much it sucks, so they have to tell everybody it was amazing. It's not <laughs> fun. It's not amazing. People are just lying to you. Oh man. <laughs> Is everybody still going this year? Because I, I remember last year there were a few booze that dropped out. Is the exodus starting to happen even more? Were there more booze that um, dropped out I know this Scott's year? not going. Scott's not going this year. As did he go last year? He's he's been going, but he didn't. Uh, he's been like subletting the booth, but now he let go of the booth. It's gone. Uh, okay. So like, no more booth for Scott. I'm not. I mean, I last year let go of the booth. I'm not going back. Yeah, I don't know. There's who's gonna be there. Who in the designer toy world is still going to be there? Pretty retro. I haven't seen any news of their leaks. What are they having? You know what? I texted Ben yesterday and said, "Hey, do you want us to talk about your releases from Marsham?" And he said, "Yeah, that'd be great." I said, "Cool. Just text me or email me. Nothing." <laughs> so I have no idea what he's releasing. This show is sponsored by 3D Retro. <laughs> I, I would just say to everybody, go to 3D Retro's Instagram. He does the show called This Just In with This Justin. He'll talk about whatever he's got releasing on there. It's a, it's, a, it's an Instagram show that he does with Justin, the employee up there. That's the problem. I'm well, such I'm I'm still I've tried stories, Teresa. I, I'm inkling into it a little bit, but I'm still just a scroll. I go to lunch, I sit on the chair, and I scroll for five ten minutes, and then I'm done. I don't sit there oh, and watch videos and all that stuff. But Gary, all you have to do is instead of just scrolling down, you just do a little left to right scroll at the top. But there's two you know? things. There's there's people posting things in stories and there's p- people p- posting things in the feed. They're not showing yeah. the same stuff. So I prefer personally just to sit there and do a thumb scroll and like like to see stills. I don't no. want to tap through. I don't want to – every third like stories yeah. is an annoying advertisement. I'm an old guy. You're, you're a young so guy. You're the person that replies to an email with a gif or a meme. I'm the guy that replies with, with actual words. There's a difference between us. You're a story gal. I'm a feed guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You sound so old. It's not that hard. Like, you just sit and you scroll through the circles. I don't check all of them, but I'll be like, oh, horrible doorbells post. Look, and I'll flip through. And you don't have to sit and watch the whole video if you don't want to. Like, like I said, it's just a whole other thing. I have five minutes to scroll through. I'm not going to do both. And sometimes I do both. It depends when I log in who the top five little story circles are. If it's someone I'm into, I'll click it and then I begin my little story. I'm going to have some fun with you, George. I'm going to start like posting things about Gary and stories on like the Marsham account or something. (laughs) And like everyone will see I'm by Gary. (laughs) It's going to be fun. I'm going to make quizzes about you in the Marsham account. (laughs) Like, what do you think about Gary XYZ? And you won't even know. Do it. I will. I will have. I will be clueless to it. Honestly, I will. I won't have I, no knowledge yeah. of it. 
But anyway, so back to San Diego. I mean, I've seen more news, at least, for some designer toy stuff since we last talked. I know Andrew Bell posted a crap ton. He is so amazing. His releases for San Diego. If I was going, yeah, I would be dropping money on these things. And I'm hoping they're going to be available on the aftermarket afterwards. I have no idea if that's the case, but generally that's kind of the case with Andrew, unless it's like his exclusive colorway to the show. Then like that gigantic kill cat, the, uh, is it Sriracha kill cat or something like that? King size. Uh, it's a, it's pepper. Um, pepper. God, you're throwing me off with your weird. <laughs> uh, it's like, weird it's not habanero pepper. It's a hot pepper, but you completely threw me for a loop and I can't think of the name now. Well, that's the one. I think that one's going to be probably only obtainable SDCC. But I think the other ones, the Kisses of Death that Andrew just releases, which are the little vampire-looking Hershey Kisses, those are awesome. And I've been waiting for those. I first saw even the Kill Cat. I saw the Kill Cat and the Kisses of Death for the first time at a show at Stranger Factory in Albuquerque, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. He did these for, I think, the Bewitching show, uh, which is their Halloween show. And so they had those little kisses there. And they were awesome. And so it's been probably seven years, maybe? Six, five, six, seven years? And now they're in vinyl. And I'm excited because they look awesome. Well, and not only that, so there's like different faces, right? So they're like Hershey kisses, but with teeth, zombie kind of kisses. But he packaged them in foil like a real kiss and even made a little piece of paper that sticks out that says Hershey kiss. Yep. He made like a little piece of paper that says kisses of death and there's three different sculptures. So when you buy it, you get a pack of three with three different faces, but it's packaged with the foil and a little paper. And then it's in a bag that makes it look like Hershey kisses. It's great. It's like the They're whole awesome. thing. Have you seen them, George? I'm looking at them right now as you guys are talking. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's only 30 bucks for the set of three. Yeah. Yeah. They have I, a bigger the one too. The only thing I would say about the little ones. And I know that they're small still. Oh, here it comes. But, okay, but with the picture of them, when I when I saw that, I thought, oh, like, I, I, I was picturing they were going to be Hershey Kiss size. So, like, teeny little kisses. And they're two inches, so they're still smaller, but they're a lot bigger than a Hershey Kiss. So, that would be my one thing. And, of course, I like things small. But I think it'd be cool if they were, they were actually Kiss size, so they were teeny mini. I'm, I'm with you, Teresa. I'd like them better if they were actual size, like small, because they are like in in whoever's hand that is in the next picture. They're yeah. huge. Like yeah, they they're really big. big. I mean, he might say two inches teeny. But he says two inch in the hand. They, I mean, in the picture in the hand that George is talking about, and we can post that link. And they look huge. So that would be my one thing personally. Can I just say I wish Hershey Kisses made two inch ones because at work they have a big giant <laughs> jar of Hershey Kisses. And to feel satisfied, I need to eat about eight of them, which would probably equate to one two-inch Hershey kiss. No, but see, there's something satisfying about popping a bunch in your mouth, like one after another. That's no, what you are you? I, are you? <laughs> are you, like, I, I popping you your mouth or do you like to bite like the stem off first and then pop the rest in? Bite the stem off? What are you talking about? Yeah, like sometimes I, when I go to eat a Hershey kiss, like you know, the little like peak at the top. Yeah, little, I will. It's like it's like biting off the ears of a, a teddy gram. Like I just I like biting its head off, its little stem, and then I pop it in. <laughs> Not to be contrary here, but Hershey Kisses is the worst chocolate in the world, so it doesn't matter. 
George. They're disgusting. Hershey Kisses what? are like plastic chocolate. Ah! It's like the lowest quality chocolate. I disagree. When I crave chocolate lately, a good old Hershey Kiss does the does the trick. Ugh. But anyway, we're being bad. We're not talking toys. We're talking chocolate. Right. What are you talking about? But Christmas? you're right. There is a large one too, a skull kiss, mostly evil. Oh, but it's awesome. a four inch that's like a it's almost like a skull with uh chocolate starting to melt out on its face. And I looked it up, by the way. The name of that kill cat, the king size that'll be at San Diego, it is Him- Himalayan Death Pepper. That's the official name. Wow. It's actually really pretty. It's a really pretty (laughs) gradient from like reddish orange to yellow to green. How many of these have they had so far? Quite a few. It's a good question. This is, I think, the second king size, right, Gary? They've only done the one king size in the OG colorway, like the regular chocolate. I think this is the second colorway of the large one. But for the regular size, 10? Wow, that purple drank one is awesome. Isn't it? That one was at, so the purple drank was at um, five points, but that he's actually doing a tiered release throughout the year. Isn't that the one he's doing the tiered release on, Gary, where you can get it at San Diego? He's going to do a lottery online and have it at Decon as well. No idea. Sounds good. I'll go with it. Well, now I feel like I got to check my facts. You got got me questioning myself. Purple... Drank. Okay, so yeah, I was right. Purple Drank is a tiered release, 250 pieces, but it's tiered throughout the year. So they did five points. They'll do SDCC. They'll do an online lottery in August, and they'll have it at Decon in November. So there'll be lots of chances for you to get Purple Drank, George, if you're into it. I can't collect any more things. (laughs) (laughs) That four-inch Kiss of Death is also 30 bucks. Andrew always prices stuff really, really well. Yeah, oh, wow. I didn't realize that one was the same. Well, and well, so we're talking about all these kisses, which are on Andrew's more, I don't know. He does cute, and then he does the non-cute. And it falls into, like, the non-cute side of, of Andrew. The one thing that he is releasing that I really, really like is the new Android figure called Spike. That's yeah. the cute cactus. It's great. It's adorable. It is. And, and you I can like stack it. It comes. It's yeah. using that uh, modular system that he designed a few series back, or might have been the last series. But yeah, so you can like take it apart and add to it, and it's pretty cool. I would like it. Yeah, you can make a little baby, and you can stack two of them together to make a taller cactus. It's awesome. Yeah. So George, the bottom, the leg part looks like a, kind of like a terracotta pot. So it looks like a, a cute potted cactus, but. The interchangeability, you can make it a really tall saguaro or a baby cactus. It's really nice. Like I said, Andrew's doing good stuff. What's a saguaro? What did you say? Saguaro? A saguaro cactus? That's the big cactuses. It's the big cactus. This big iconic cactus that you see in all the TV shows and the movies. It's, you know, the one with the arms. I didn't know it had a name. I just thought it was a cactus. Oh, my. No. That's like saying... I don't remember. That's like saying your schnauzer is a dog. They're all dogs. No, there's different varieties of cactus. I did not know. See, you should come out to Arizona. You would know these things. See, and I don't. I'm I'm here with my cactus-free environment. (laughs) (laughs) But I know we're talking a lot about Andrew, but I do think we also have to mention these crazy puzzles that he previewed as well. Did you see those? I don't think I've seen those. 
Oh, so he did a collaboration with Chris Yates to make, he's calling them baffler puzzles. And I'm not sure if baffler refers to the way the shapes are cut. It's not a term I'm familiar with. But he did a whole bunch of these large puzzles. And we're not talking like, you know, a box, you know, you can go to a store, right, and go buy a puzzle for 10, 20 bucks and never build it. These are like art puzzles. So he did an Android one. He did one of the Hershey Kiss. He did a Kill Cat. And he did The Last Night. But, I mean, these are uh, large, and they are expensive. So these are, like, his higher price point ones, but they range from, I think, 120 to 300 And they only, um, I think there's only, like, one or two of each. Yeah, the Kill Cat, there's two of them, and they're 350 bucks. Yeah, they're, so, I I think the thing that confused me is when I first saw it, because we're, you know, Jess was talking about puzzles last episode, and I'm like, I love puzzles. So I saw it, and I was like, oh, fun. But then I, I can't tell if you're meant to actually, like, he, it says playable art, but I'm not sure if you're actually meant to, to like take it apart and build with it or if it's mounted up and framed and you're just supposed to like, hang it on your wall. This this is something the rich people play with. <laughs> <laughs> but they're fun. I would have I think the only thing I would have liked is Oh, I look at this, I'm like, this is really fun, but I would love like a twenty dollar one to play and not be stressing about losing a piece or breaking it or messing with art. Yeah, because if you lose a piece on this one, it's going to cost you like 20 bucks a piece to replace. <laughs> well, and I don't know. We've talked a lot about like things like this in the scene and if, you know, playing cards or chess sets or whatever, or puzzles, if they would do well or not. I don't know. I'd like to think they could. I would do I would do a designer toy puzzle. But... There's, there's printing places where you can get puzzles made from your art. It's not that expensive, so I don't know. Maybe it'd be worth people trying it. Do it. I actually have thought about... I had a little side business idea in my head. We always talk about shirts in the scene and how I can never find cute shirts. Cute and colorful shirts. I'm like, I should start a business somehow where I somehow help find a way to curate designs and do on-demand shirt prints of cute stuff. Because every time I see stuff, I'm like, oh, like I want a shirt of that. And there's not a shirt. And then I see the shirts, and they're not shirts I want. I'm always on the shirts. I'll drop the shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Say shirts one more time. Shirts. <laughs> anyway, I think the puzzles are cool. They're great. They're just expensive. <laughs> Too rich for my blood. These are puzzles for the one percenters out there. It's... Functional art is a great idea, but a lot of it just tends to be so expensive that it's never used for the function of what it is. I hope people use these as the puzzles that they're supposed to be, but chances are most people aren't. So, speak. actually, speaking of one percenters, so if you happen to be listening to this from your yacht, your island, your jet plane, your mansion, whatever, if you just have too much money-burning hole in your pocket, or you don't, you just love art and you love toys, we got three great sponsors for you. You can head to strangecattoys.com, load up that cart, and if you, you use our promo code MARSHAM at checkout, you will receive 10% off your entire order. So who doesn't love uh, saving some money? So that's awesome. Otherwise, you can go to 3dretro.com, and if you just happen to be in the Southern California, Burbank-adjacent area, you can go to their physical location store and uh, check it out. And if you just happen to be in New York City, you can visit My Plastic Heart in New York City. It's a snug little store packed with awesome stuff. 
Um, if you can't make it to the physical location, you can go visit them online at myplasticheart.com. And if you happen to live in the States and spend $75 or more, be sure to use our promo code TOYFAM at checkout and you'll receive free shipping on that order. Otherwise, for the latest and greatest in all designer toy news, be sure to like and follow SpankyStokes.com and TheToyChronicle.com. And be sure to download that Toy Chronicle app at any one of your favorite app stores. Okay, so what else can we talk about for San Diego Comic Con? Uh, well, I, I mean, if you watched if you watch Toy Geeks, there's an entire episode of Dove going through all of the things that they're going to have, and there's so the DKE booth will be stocked full of, you know, mashup goodness, resin mashup goodness As for expected. all those that care. What did yeah. you sculpt this year for him, George? Uh, I actually only did one. I think I did the ET for. Uh, Scott C. Oh, nice. I was uh, at lunch the other day, and someone during lunch was talking about that and how much they liked it. So I figured you had done it, but I actually haven't seen it yet. So that's awesome. Oh, here. Uh, it, came out, it came out cute. I actually like that one. I was, I was pretty happy with that one. Okay, so I, I know E.T., but I don't know what the sidekick is. For E.T.? Oof. Yeah. Really? Hold on, let me, let me see this. You sent it to me first. And if... I mean, I know E.T., but I don't know what the side thing is. What is it? Oh, <laughs> you don't know E.T. I know, well, no, like I know the, the Skittle or M&M scene and like the bike scene. Wow, it's not Skittles or M&M's, just so you know. <laughs> Wait, is it Reese's? Yeah. Oh, Sandy was candy. I, I think... I, I actually am not sure if I've watched E.T. from beginning to end. You definitely haven't if you don't know the sidekick that he's standing with. <laughs> it, is it like a old tape thing? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's a speaking spell. They use it to call to phone home. Uh, like a, like Is a speaking spell like the thing that's in Toy Story? Yes. That's an etch sketch. No. Unless they no, George, there is a no, speaking a spell in where... Toy Story, but they call it um, Mr. Spell. Trust me, I've seen Toy Story many, many times with my kids. It's There definitely is one in there. But, Teresa, yeah, so it's it's kind of like, yeah, it's like a digital, uh, it was like the first thing where you could type in words and it would actually speak back to you. Back in, in the 80s, this was, this was like magic to have a little computer talking back to you. But in E.T., they use it to um, call E.T.'s home, and you know, the mothership home. I'm Googling speak and spell. <laughs> i'm sorry i had to ask and i'm looking at this thing and it, it was, was it was made was born. it was it was available from 1978 to 1992 i was five when it went out of availability so i'm sorry that i don't know what a speaking spell is i'll watch et i'll get back on the movie train and i'll watch et so george i'm looking at the greatest showdowns uh backer card and i don't see a punch out is there no punch out on these? Oh, like a hanger tag? Yeah. Uh, I don't. Because I, I know, know people ever... aren't people aren't taking these out of packaging, so I figure they're just going to hang them up on the wall, and they'd be using that little hanger tag to just put a tack through. But without that, there, they're going to have a punch. Nobody's ever put those in on these. I think it's just a stand up thing where you get like a little stand for it, or maybe you put it in with thumbtacks or something. Okay. Never noticed it before. It's an astute observation, Gary. Mm-hmm. That would that would be a dumb question. 
that's three years later I finally noticed it, Teresa. So it's not that astute. <laughs> it's delayed, but hey. You, Guess you, you never bought one. It's too rich for I'm not a one percenter, George. <laughs> so another thing that I saw at San Diego Comic-Con is 100% Soft is doing their very first uh, actual art toy release, and it's a cute little dumpster fire. And it's going to be resin and very limited. The one colorway is going to be 50 pieces, and there's going to be a variant blue flame, which is going to be 10 pieces. And they're going to be $50 each. And these things, they're cute. They're, you know, they're kawaii cute. Two, just like Teresa likes, two dots for eyes and a smiley face. But they're also very colorful. So I think these will do extremely well there. They are awesome. Have you seen these, George? I haven't, but I'm looking it up right now. Oh my gosh. I'm a, oh, if you yeah, can't find really They're adorable. I think it's awesome. And it's honestly like this. Well, it sounds kind of depressing if I say it. I was going to say it reminds me of my life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like I'm happy on the outside, like smiling, but on the inside, I'm a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. And the inside is just a shit show going on. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it that's, that's kind of life for you, but. I think they're fantastic. The only thing I'm like, I saw on the post, um, the reference for the size. So it says three and a half by three and a half by 2.75. So I'm trying to picture. It's still a decently small toy, right? Yeah, no, it is. It's a small toy, but I think because of the girth of this piece, though, it's going to look larger than the measurements you just said. Yeah, but it's super fun. I'm curious. I don't. I can't decide which color I like better. Had you not known it was 100%. Here's my issue with the kawaii two dots rise and a smiley face. Everyone does it. Tons of companies do it. Tons of artists do it. So had you not known, would you have been able to look at this and immediately know who the artist was or the designer behind it? No. Uh, it's, it's a really hard question to ask because I know the artist. But, I mean, it's a good point i mean i did see so it's based off uh, 100 soft 100 soft they obviously do a lot of cute characters but they do a lot of animated gifs yep. and so they had done one of the dumpster fire back in may so it's based off of that previous illustration so i mean i'm familiar with the style and i feel like maybe i would have put two in together but i don't know i mean it's hard i i don't know if off the bat if i had just seen them i don't know if i would have been able to say yeah that's 100 soft yeah, and I think everyone just gravitates to this kawaii face that's on everything. It's just one of those things that it's gotten to the point that you really can't differentiate it from one artist to another anymore. They're all kind of the same, which would be really yeah. cool I, if you took that kawaii, just that simple kawaii face and put it on a Godzilla, like a, a kaiju toy. Like just mix that yeah. super cute face with a super sculpted something or other. Like that would be an interesting little mishmash. It'd be dangerous because I'd buy more stuff, Gary. I would buy all Someone's going to do it now. That's my idea. No, but I'm not going to do it, so someone else, please do it. I'm curious. I, I'm kind of surprised I haven't gone around my house and just bought like a bunch of stickers like that and just made all the stuff in my house happy. So like instead of my lamp just being a boring lamp, it has like a cute kawaii lamp. I'm and, sure like, that uh, exists. Like put a face on top of my microwave and, you know. The toilet seat everywhere. cover everywhere. Quite everywhere. Yes. <laughs> but you know, the one thing that's cool about this toy is um, I don't know if you are familiar with 
props and pop before. Nope. But they're they're the ones who helped do the help bring that toy to life um, for a hundred soft. And so I went and looked at their Instagram, but um, they've apparently done a lot of work for a bunch of people. They helped um, the beast is back with his beetle figure. Huh? How so? How have they helped? What 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 role are they playing? Uh, it looks like they is it a prototyping house? Like what what are they? It looks like they did the 3D modeling and the molding and the casting and potentially the paint. Huh. Looks like they do it all. It's so for 100 soft the the post on props and pop says 3D modeled and zebra in Mayan zebras molding cast with smooth on airbrush paint with blind ball colors. So it sounds like they did it all for them. But then I know for Chris they just did I think the 3D printing and then Chris wanted to do the everything beyond okay. that. So I. It seems like a one-stop shop potentially. It does. I'm well, I'm looking at their Instagram now, and it's yeah. This seems like a great solution for all those people wondering how to do small runs of something. I mean, you don't always have to go overseas to get to get stuff produced. I mean, if you're doing large runs, yeah, you probably have to. But for smaller runs of less than a hundred or something, this is probably seems like a great solution for that. So it's props and pop on Instagram. It's ran by Paul and Maxine. Uh, yikes. Tanum, Tanum, Paul and Maxine Tanum Pong. They yep. do digital and uh, traditional sculpting. They offer yeah. rapid yeah. Pro- uh, prototyping service, 3D printing. It's just all around a small run manufacturing service. So, wow. Right? Awesome. I had never heard, but now I was like, oh, that's really cool. They even did. Do you see the little um, apple with the worm? It reminds me of that old, was it Richard Scarry? Richard Scarry stuff. Yeah. Scary, yeah. yeah. So, I'm looking anyway, at that right just, now. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I mean, so many times I think we we hear, we always wonder, I guess, how people make things happen. And this is someone who's helping make things happen. So the molding looks, the molding casting looks really clean on this stuff too. So if this is their quality, like that's really nice. Yeah, for sure. This is great stuff. While we're, I guess, shouting out um, behind the scene peoples, I recently met Eric. Uh, actually at five points, but Ghost Rabbit Society, Eric is based in Ohio and he's been behind the scenes doing um, some resin casting for Chris and Amanda and some of their minis, but he's been doing other stuff too. So yeah, Ghost Rabbit Society is another service out there who's doing digital design to 3D printing, mold, casting, etc. And we've obviously seen, I've seen their work in hand and it's great. So there's people out there, find them, use them. Yeah, definitely. You know what? I guess while we're introducing new discoveries, there's someone that's just been blowing my mind recently. I think I discovered them at Five Points Fest. I wasn't discovered. Actually, it was I was introduced to them by Brad through a DM, and uh, I checked them out, and they're amazing. Have you guys ever heard of Emergency Toys? No. Okay, then definitely check them out. They're emergency toys on Instagram. And I believe they're out of France. It's, I, I don't know if it's a, a bunch of people or I think it's an individual, but I don't know if it's a male or female, but the designs and the concepts are absolutely phenomenal. Great shapes, wonderful character design, sleek, stylized. I mean, it's every, it's everything up my alley, but I think you guys will definitely appreciate them too. And on their Instagram account are just a bunch of different concepts, just 
really impressive stuff. And a lot of it seems like it's in a prototyping, uh, prototyping stage. I believe a lot of it's already been casted or you can actually see it kind of in hand. It looks like they're maybe 3D printed or, or resin castings. And I believe a few of these pieces are set to be vinyl releases soon. I think it was this week I saw mention of some vinyl uh, pieces actually getting ready to be painted. And one of them is called Bob Lemon, and I love this design. It's a cool little guy wearing a lemon drop t-shirt. He's holding a lemon slice, and for a hat, it's one of those lemon juice squeezer things where you would twist the lemon on the hat and get the juice. So that guy's awesome. Another one you might have seen is called uh, Apple Knife. It's like a cool little vegan vampire sitting atop an apple, holding an apple slice with two fang marks taken out of the apple. He's got an entire ride series of cool monsters riding these different creatures. Their work is just is just phenomenal. I know I'm rambling here, but I'm really impressed by them, and I want you guys to, to check them out. Yeah. No, I am um, perusing their Instagram as you talk. Um, I do remember seeing this this uh, vegan vampire. I think um, uh, Toy Chronicle actually did a post about it but this you're right this is good stuff i wasn't following them I'm, i just hit the follow button so yeah cool i like it yeah i dig it it's uh i like that bob lemon thing it's funny i just like his name is bob lemon i know <laughs> <laughs> i like the vegan vampire but i also like birdie the little uh guy riding on the bird mm-hmm. that <laughs> but weird, the that- Weird, like, elephant thing with uh, Elephant Road, it's called. So Yeah. Weird. It's interesting, though. I like that it's kind of smooth, and it seems to have a theme. It seems like they're, they've are they got kind of multiple things going on. They've got some one-offs, but then it seems like they're doing a, a ride collection of different um, characters riding on different things. Yeah. No, I'm really liking these designs. They're very strong, even just in unpainted form. They're such great shapes. But I'm looking forward to seeing these things painted, too. Yeah, it's cool. Good find, Gary. Wasn't me, it was Brad. Thanks, Brad. Oh, well, thanks, Brad. Uh, did we, is there anything else going on in San Diego that we should mention? Did you guys see, so talking about Unruly, we're talking about Unruly Industries, which is a subsidiary, uh, more designer toy company of Sideshow Collectibles. They did, you know, they're kind of reaching out to uh, artists to do their interpretations of licenses. And this week we saw that Jesse Hernandez is doing his spin on Iron Man and Wolverine. And wow, for Sideshow to be able to push licenses this far on a Marvel property, that's pretty cool. They've been doing a really good job with pushing the envelope. I hadn't seen these, but I just went to Jesse Hernandez on Instagram and I see the previews and they're... It's awesome. I mean, it's his style for those licenses. Yeah. I dig it, Gary. That's what I love about it. It's got Jesse's stamp all over it. It's definitely cool that they're op- that the license licensor is open to letting this kind of stuff happen. I mean, if it takes a guy, if it takes a company like Sideshow to oh, to open their eyes to this kind of stuff, then that's I mean, that alone is great that, you know, Unruly is doing that, you know. Yeah. I agree. You know, I'm curious though. So I'm, I went into Unruly's Instagram and I'm looking at the photos here. Are these busts? They're busts. It kind of looks like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. So they basically stop at the torso. I would assume so. Yeah, I I've never been a bust 
kind of person. I it's just not. <laughs> you know, I, I can appreciate a nice bust every once in a while. You know, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, but I they're they're really really good. And actually, looking at Unruly, did you see this? Uh, like Kaiju, the new Kaiju one. Poop. Well, wait. Poop Bird is Poop Bird the artist. Poop Bird is the artist. Yes. But do you see this? Uh, like the squid guy coming up out of the ocean around the cities. I dig it. That's interesting. It's more, it's more of like a maquette to me than I'm sure it's vinyl and everything, but just seeing it with that base, I picture it just kind of being like a, a resin maquette more so yeah. than a vinyl toy. I think all the Kaiju ones have kind of been like that. Hmm. Yeah. Are they all done by the same oh. designer? Do we know? Yeah. I think all the Kaiju ones were poop bird. I think. Hmm. Okay. I like it. And there's actually going to be on display at, at Comic-Con is something that Gary, uh, you texted over earlier today to show to show us was that uh, Cookie Monster from Hasbro. Oh my God, how good is that? And that's actually like immediately when you sent that, I went to the site, I was looking and like it's a, a buddy of mine over at Hasbro who's the project manager and I can tell you he's a huge like Muppet, Sesame Street, like all that. He's like a huge Muppet fan. So I immediately like I'm ordering it tonight like because there's if he's making it I know it's going to be amazing oh it's it's fully rigged moving eyes you can move all the fingers it's still like a plush form and it's gigantic I don't remember how big it is but it was uh pretty reasonably priced for how large it is and how well developed it is I think it was like 299 it's going for a pre-order now at, where, where was it Haslab yeah, so or something it's Hasbro Pulse that's and it's- it so yeah, it's it's three hundred bucks. It says it's thirty eight inches tall. So I mean, it's it's big. Ten pounds. <laughs> Wait, ten pounds of cookies. That's cute. But yeah, so you sent this earlier. So I wanted to ask. Okay, so it is a a Muppet, a Cookie Monster replica, and it is made in a way. So it's not like a hand puppet, like that you put your hand in and move. But it's like a articulated with like wire, the ability to kind of sit and bend and I guess play with its poses and stuff. It's yeah, it's a it's called a photo duplicate basically, and it basically it's it's what they would use for like photography for like the full body thing because the puppet obviously doesn't have a bottom or feet, you know. Right, right. No, I mean this this thing is awesome. If I he was by far my favorite of all the Sesame Street characters. I mean, I, I they call me the Cookie Monster at home because I can just devour a bag of Chips Ahoy cookies. But I want it, but I don't think I'm going to go in on it. I think I'm going to take it past. But um, what's really cool is I actually learned about this through the workplace. Like I went to work this morning, and people was already sent out an email. Like people were already talking about, it. and then like several minutes later, there was another email that went around. Like people really excited about the. Um, Shishi the Toy Guardian Kickstarter. I think there's a few people they put together a spreadsheet and some people in the, in the department were all going in on it. So it's different for me to go into work and actually have like-minded people like introducing me to things that usually it's just me and I'm learning this stuff, you know, from chats from Teresa or something or scrolling through social media. But to go into work and already see emails about this stuff is pretty awesome. Uh, but do you guys know what I'm talking about with the Shishi the Toy Guardian Kickstarter? Yeah, I yes. mean, updates okay. from people. I was actually trying to uh, get to the page so I could look at it and but yeah Toy Works is doing it there's a $6,500 goal and it's already at $10,000 so it's being made wow good for them oh awesome yeah these are the ones we saw the prototypes of at five points at Tenacious Toys booth 
Um, and they had sold a few um, single color vinyl poles prior to the Kickstarter. Um, but yeah, they're great. And I, um, it's cool to see the different um, finishes they're going to do. So they seem like they're sticking with the kind of the overall theme doing more finishes uh that kind of match the aesthetic of the figure so uh, like jade and stone and gold and various things that kind of fall in line with that sort of the aesthetic well it looks like there's two different versions there's a there's a a larger one that's sofubi and then a smaller one that's mini blind box one so the the teeny ones are obviously that's where my eyeballs go like oh teeny blind box they had the prototypes at five points uh, George, and they're super cute, super small, but there's actually two different poses right now. The first row that you'll see, it's actually a single sculpt of Shishi kind of hugging a ball. Yeah. The one, on the, the one on the second row, at least in the um, prototypes they showed, the figure and the ball are two separate pieces. Interesting. So Shishi, so Shishi can sit on top of it or sit next to it or whatever. That was how they had it at the show. I think it'd be fun if they expanded on the poses eventually and did like kind of reminds me of the Popek, like the balloon dogs where those are a little more crude. Right. But they're playing on lots of different um, kind of poses that dogs do. It'd be fun to see them do the same thing with Shishi where Mm -hmm. it's like a like a crouchy, playful pose or it's just different, you know, different things to expand upon. This is crazy. I wonder how high it'll go if they're already I mean, they've already met the goal. It's like the first day. It already met the goal, and they have 35 days to go. That's a long campaign. And it's got Funko eyes, so it could be big if the Funko people are all going to start collecting it. It's 35. So it's 35 long, George. How long do people tend to do? 35 is a long. Like, it used to be 30 was, like, the, like, kind of standard, but it's getting to be 21 is standard and even shorter than that because it's just take, like, Running a campaign is a lot of work, and to do this for 35 days to keep the hype going and keep anyone interested, there's a long dead zone in the middle because most Kickstarters are like the first two days are big, the middle is nothing, like it continues hopefully to go up in the middle, and then the last four days are big. So it's like 35 days is a long campaign. Can I just say I love the figure, I love the design, great work by everyone who was involved on this, but... I'm not into these colorways for the Kickstarter. I'm not into this stone jade statue look. I wish I saw one at Five Points Fast and it was like a really cool turquoisey teal color. I wish there was an option that had a more toy aesthetic that I actually collect because these they're beautifully done, great finishes, but they're just it's just not something I collect. I I think I'm actually going to wait and hope down the line they have something that's a more colorful option yeah well i was a little surprised they went blind box with the minis because they had those two sculpts so i figured they would just be listing those as um a reward level right like get a get a set of minis in each sculpt set kind of a thing and just do a single finish so um i have a feeling i'll i'll go in for a blind box just to to get one and check it out they're fun they're a really fun size so i'm happy for them i can't believe it funded so quickly so speaking speaking of blind boxes would you guys ever take a scale into a store and weigh the blind boxes trying to ensure that you get the ones that you want gary i'd love to no (laughs) actually would yeah why not i mean no no store is gonna let you but like that would be great here's 
I'll give you a little story of what, something similar to that when I was younger. I worked in a comic book shop uh, in the 90s, and it was about the time when trading cards were starting to do gimmicky things in their cards. Like uh, they had foil cards and things like that to make people want to buy more packs to see if yeah. you can get the exclusive foil packs. But when they first started doing that, they didn't realize that there were people like me, I guess, and they still had their regular plastic wrappers. So I took my metal detector into the store with me <laughs> and I picked up every pack and I held it to my metal detector until I found all the foil cards and bought all those. That is awesome. And got all the exclusive stuff. Oh my goodness. Then they changed the packaging to foil, like metal foil. So you can't do that anymore. That's genius though. Good job, <laughs> George. You're great. very clever. Oh, yeah. I'd bring a scale in with me if I knew the weights. Oh, Apparently someone uh, did it with the um, Arcane Divination 2 series. They took a digital scale into a store and was able to find all the ones that they wanted. I tried to get, when we were doing the, uh, we may this may or may not get cut, depending on how you feel about it. When we were doing the Designer Con series, there's the plush. Oh, the yeah. Plush, Flat Bonnie. Yep. Flat Bonnie, yeah. So I, I asked, can we wait the pack can we put something else in there and wait it so that you can't just tell it's an empty box of plush basically yeah so i don't know if they ever did it or not because i haven't seen the they did it they did not so they i know they didn't wait those boxes george because i heard people were going around and so i okay I, i won't lie i'm that person where if i'm in a store i'll go up and like you know like feel the like i'll feel the weight of the box right I don't think I would go so far as to literally take a scale in. I think that's a little absurd and, and too insane. I'll get back to that. But I do know that the plush box, they didn't weigh it or anything. So if you really wanted the plush, you can go up to the case and kind of feel around and you can pretty easily find that one. Hmm. But back to the, this whole way. So like I said, I everyone does it. Everyone feels the bags and picks up the boxes and kind of plays with them in your hand to decide when you're going to buy. But that whole take a scale into a store and sit in weigh a million boxes. I think it's a bit absurd. I just can't imagine. You must feel like a total tool just walking into a mall or a store with your digital scale. You got to plug these things in, right? No, no, no. You don't want to plug it in. I got a scale right here that I use so that I can mail packages from home and it's battery run. Okay. Yeah, my, I got. I got. A, actually, I have a small scale. I could probably bring in just for blind boxes. Huh. Yeah, I mean, my pocket. It's a, less than smaller than my phone. Wow, really? I had no idea. Like, I can't imagine doing this. But at the same time, what a huge advantage for the people who do happen to know the weight of these things. Is there somewhere online you can see how much it's supposed to weigh? No. So the ones they were after, because I know what post you're talking about, Gary, um, were the ghosts from the new arcane series. So they're super light. It's just kind of that hollow figure, or I guess it was a specific thing. Oh, so they were looking for the lightest one. Yeah. So they were, I guess, just weighing to find that. And they ended up finding all three. They found all three variants. Oh, that's awesome. thing, I'm going to have to do that. But see, the thing is, and I can, add, I can always find it. I think it was because it was the lightest, but what you just said there, Gary, about if you're going to go in and try to find like one, you really, really want, that's one thing. But I know there are people out there who are either already doing it or going to use this, for the like they're gonna use these powers for not the like for the wrong for, reason. For reselling. Gonna, of course they are. That's that's the kind of per, that's the kind and, of person that does this sort of thing. Right. <laughs> it's like 
we would go out and they would know, oh, like there's that super rare one that's super heavy. So I'm going to go around and I know it's, I don't know, 1.32 ounces or whatever. And I'm going to find it and I'm going to put it on eBay. Like, no. I bet majority of the people in those like really early lines for shows and stuff, you know, they're flippers, the ones that are running and all that. Do you think they had that? Well, one, they probably had that scale in the back of the pocket. But do you, if you walk by that line and just said, hey, flipper. Would everybody in line turn around? Would it just be one person? Like, because you know the vast majority of the people in those lines have to be resellers, right? Yeah, I mean, there. Anytime there's a line for toy stuff, there's no doubt flippers in those lines. And I feel like I I can, I, do you have an eye for it? Do oh you think yeah. You can, do you ever just look the line over and go, "Oh yeah, that I got flipper radar." That, that person, yeah. Do you have flipper radar? Uh, Do the hairs on your neck kind of tingle a little bit? (laughs) In some cases, yes. Some are pretty obvious because they are going around on their cell phone, sitting like it's the the people that really give themselves away are the people who are walking up to a booth literally on the phone and just like speak through their phone and then just point like there's like zero emotion. It's all transactional. There are there are some like pretty obvious flippers like you can mm-hmm. tell think about like uh like like us how excited we are like we're talking in line we're so excited and i go up to the booth and i want to meet the artist and i'm like oh my god oh my god like there are the, the flippers are the ones who are just like that one that one that. <laughs> five of everything please and they move the on. flippers are the ones that are buying the quicks <laughs> totally but it, partly but i do know they they've been pumping a lot so you know what was awesome at the uh at the toy con the toy Toy Art, what was it called? Toy Art UK Con. There was a table. I think it might have even been Nick who runs the place. Was had a had a quick like figure there, like a you know whatever, whatever the release was. I don't even know what it was. And nobody, it didn't sell out. Nobody cared. It wasn't like everybody was there to see like the cool art stuff that people are like hand making and like putting real like stuff in, like real thought into. It wasn't about like. Mm-hmm. Let me get this flipping. Let me get this thing I can flip, and let me buy this. Like, that was that was a nice feeling about that show. Good. See, see, we were talking about the good of humanity. They're good people out there, Gary. Yeah, apparently they're in the UK though, Teresa. <laughs> can we talk about something that I saw that I just don't get? Talking about, <laughs> you know, Quicks is one of those things I think is really hype. But there's some things I see that I'm like, I just don't get it. Did you all see, okay, I don't even know what it is because I put it in the dock as dumb Adidas shoe thing. (laughs) But Oh, Billy McMillian? The weird flat shoe ship. So, George, you saw this in person on uh, Behind the Counter, right? I did. Explain it it to Teresa. So, I know it's going to be at SDCC, right? It's this it's called a superstar superstar destroyer the black edition and i believe it's like a star wars ship but made to look like a flat adidas shoe yes it's all right so many years ago i think he said 10 maybe even when he was on the show um billions mcmillions made a the ad at it was the it was an ad at the a t a t but he spelled it a d a t and it was the ad at designed to look like the Adidas shoe, 
and that figure came out and there was very it was it was a limited piece at the time and it was kind of expensive back in the day and uh it it came and it went and it's become like a lot of people's grail pieces like it's it's one of those figures that's you know the old school guys all have it and anybody knew there's no way you're getting one so he's now made a new figure that is taking that same style of the Adidas shoe mixed with the Star Wars vehicle. And it's the Star Destroyer from Star Wars. And that's the shape of the Star Destroyer, but done with the details of the Adidas shoe. Um, what he told us on the show was he actually drew that image before he had done the ad ad. So he actually had a silk screen of that image back in the day. Wow. Uh, interesting. Before he did the ad ad shoe. So that's why he's kind of revisiting that one and using that as the the new piece. So do you get it now, Teresa? I mean, I get it, but... <laughs> but, but why? Is that what you're asking? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I get it. Like, Do you collect shoes, it. Teresa? No. I mean, obviously, I don't collect shoes, and I'm not really that into Star Wars, so that's probably why go. I look at this thing, and I'm just like... I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. It's definitely not <laughs> you. It's not. It's not aimed at your collecting yeah. demographic. Yeah. But I saw, well, I remember because I saw it and I was like, I don't get it. It looks like a because I'm I'm I guess dumb and didn't realize it was supposed to be like a Star Wars ship. So all it looked like to me was a squished shoe. <laughs> uh, but I, I yeah, I mean, I get it now. I just still I don't know. So it's just not for me. What are the details? I know it's produced by Monkey King. It's designed by uh, Billions Like Millions. George, is it vinyl or resin? Oh, it's vinyl. Yeah, it was oh, nice. it's vinyl with a vinyl base. Okay. Like a vinyl stand to like stand it on. I mean, it's it's really nice. It comes packaged. The box is really nice. The graphics are great. I think there's a little print inside. There was something inside the package, if I remember correctly. It's done up real nice. It's in the foam and every, like in the nice foam inside the box and everything. It's... It's a, it's a really uh, pretty piece. It's definitely, like, I'm kind of in the same camp as Teresa. It's, like, it's not for me. I mean, I don't know if you watched that episode, but I don't think I said much about it. It's just, it's not really, like, it's definitely not something I would buy. But it's done really well. Okay. You know, looking at, so I'm looking at Monkey King toys. Um, I just remembered another, a few things they're going to have at SDCC along with that. Um, Let me did guess, you all see something that? with you? Yeah, the little ghost bear. What do you all think of that? So it's like, um, it's actually, I think, based off of a drawing that Luke Chu did of like a picture of a little ghost with his, uh, you know, signature bear design on it, cute little hands next to it. Um, and they've made it into, I guess it's a vinyl, a glow in the dark vinyl. But, um, I don't know, it's cute. It's little. You all seen this? I've seen it. It's not for me. <laughs> I have not seen it, but I'll I'll look it up right now. Where it, do I, go? I don't I don't know. The mashup doesn't work for me. It's just I I generally no. I usually like you know Luchu stuff, but for some reason this this mashup with the ghost it it it's an odd blend. It doesn't quite work for me. Yeah, the the only thing that when I first saw it, it's it's kind of and maybe this is the intention, but it's kind of a ghost, but it's also kind of like just a severed head. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like. 
it's it's kind of in between and the arms blend in in a way that you can't they don't necessarily they're not like separate articulated pieces so it almost just looks like the shape of the head you know what it looks to me you guys are familiar with the 64 colors little gumdrop dog that they do yeah this, this looks to me like a luke chu custom of that gumdrop dog it's just it's odd to me Maybe it'll I grow like it me. more now that you said it looks now, like the gumdrop. Yeah, now that I've <laughs> zoomed in, I mean, I, I, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. But you know what I do like that Monkey King is doing? Is, is it the guys... old piece? Yes, yes. The changelings. Those are really cool. And I didn't realize that they were vinyl. I thought these were resin. Yeah, they look really nice. I'm just, that's why I was looking at while you were talking. It looks really good. Oh, it's so classy. I like actually there's oh gosh how many colors so they've got a post that has this really pretty teal with a leaf detail they have a clear one that's they the San the... Diego Comic-Con one the teal one is the San Diego Comic-Con okay. exclusive the other two colorways I've seen before or I've seen pictures before maybe this is I don't know the details but this is a stunning piece very classy very sophisticated looking yeah, you know, I'm remembering um, my plastic heart was actually selling. They might still have it. Um, that purpley pink one. Um, and I saw it. It was actually on display when we were there for five points. And uh, if I remember in person, it actually has a, like a shimmer, like a pearlescent kind of finish to it. It looks really, really cool in person. Yeah, these are nice. I'm looking at the one with a little extra leaf de- details on the bottom of the teal one. God, that's nice. Those are his customs, it says. Okay. This is Amy Saul's first designer toy release. Is it? Apparently. I, I, I'm trying to find the price info because you're, I really do like that. It's kind of a perfect merger of, I don't know, it's just really classy. Again, this one reminds me a bit of the Ikea glass sculptures. It's kind of got a glass look to it. And that's vinyl? It looks like it. It looks like glass. I know. Yeah, it I says really like it, it says it says soft vinyl, Safubi. Shafubi. I like ah, it. Yeah, those are impressive. Very nice. You know, I I feel like I gotta take back what I said because I kinda tend to be like SDCC's not for us. But now I'm, I feel like I'm talking about a ton of stuff. Yeah, they they still do. It's just such a small sampling compared to what it used to be. This this year, it seems like you know Super Seven's crushing it. Six other booths might be having designer toys, but that's about it. Other than other artists themselves. Oh, and they moved the the toy section. They did. Where'd they put it this time? And they... uh, it's in the middle now, next to the other, like next to the regular toys. Oh, that's interesting. So it's not over in the corner where it used to be. Oh, that's got to be better then, right? I would think so. I think being over by like the Hasbro's and Mattel's is probably a better area. Huh. That's interesting. I, interesting. I didn't know that. Huh. Okay. Um, way, I just wanted to be said, I've uh, pre-ordered that Cookie Monster on Has- Hasbro Pulse. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that, Jess? She's in the other room. She, she gives up, you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I texted her earlier and asked if we could get it. She said we'll find room. 
We'll find uh, is, is Jess still mad at me for seeing your monkey tail beard photo and saying it didn't really look as bad as I thought it would? She's kind of rolling her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that love you're you, like Jess. commentating for Jess. You're lucky I love you. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. What's this? So I'm on uh, Vinyl Pulse and this kind of goes kind of what we were talking about earlier with like the functional art that's not really probably ever going to be used as art. Like I'm looking at a piece. It's a, it's, it's a designer pool float. Have you guys ever heard of a designer pool float before? <laughs> I have not until now. Yeah, I don't know. Well, not really. <laughs> well, just in time for summer, K-Studio has released the tank pool float by renowned painter and graffiti artist Todd James. It is a functional pool float featuring James's cute yet brash tank character throwing up the number one and salute at the same time. It's an addition of 200 and uh, will run you 268 bucks. <laughs> That's, that, is not, that is not acceptable for a price for a pool floaty. I'm sorry. I agree. This, okay, this is but this is equatable to the Andrew Bell po- puzzle where you said like only rich people do this. Only rich people are going to buy this pool float. That's true. The one percenters are going to buy this. But are they actually going to put it in the water? Like, can you imagine seeing this thing down at the lake? I would think, think what a fool put that in the lake. It's $268. <laughs> right? What do you do with it otherwise if you're not using it in the water? And what's what I was going to say, are people actually going to use this thing? Are they just going to put it in their house in like a corner? Are they even going to blow it up? Is it just going to come in a box and no one's ever going to touch it? <laughs> if I was wealthy enough to get I would fill this thing up with bouncy castle balls or something. The kids can jump in it. So I, I was going to say, would take you make it a little kitty area? Yeah, it's a fun design. There it is, oh floating in the pool. Look at it's the, huge! Look, yeah. Sorry. Okay, we're all listening. But I gotta, I gotta watch. It is actually like the person. George, what's going on? (laughs) I can't play the video on my computer without the stupid sound. (laughs) The person sitting in it is like deep in it. It's like a full on like in your ear, man. So here's something. The description says it's throwing up a number one and a salute at the same time, but. Does that look like the number one to you? Isn't the salute in uh, in the UK the the number one sign is the middle finger, isn't it? But that doesn't look like any of that. It looks like he's doing the loser sign. You're you're holding the thumb the wrong way. Put your thumb up, and then the finger's pointing out. It it looks like no. It looks like what? Wait. It still looks like he's making an L. It looks like he's going loser. It doesn't look like he's flipping anybody off. This is a fail. I, <laughs> Gary, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. It looks like, it looks like almost like actually more of someone, um, you know, like a fake gun. Without what, the extra what else? finger. Let's see what else K-Studio has done. Because this is nuts. The fact I that still they stand said, by hey, with Todd James. <clears throat> look at what else, Gary? What'd you say? I just want to see what else they've done because this seems nuts that they would reach out to someone and say, "Hey, let's make a, a, pool, a pool float of this." Oh, they did that. Um, they did that para tomato chair. Oh, that's right. They do all this really great stuff. 
Okay. So this, I get it now. This is like, they do like the high end fancy pants. Like we get, it'll be eye candy for us and we'll just like enjoy it through pictures. And then like the few people who have money to just toss. Yeah. So if this I had money. Art, then. This isn't, this isn't this is, toys. This yeah. is art. Uh, anyways, I thought that was interesting. So now there's designer pool floats. This is the first one I'm, I'm familiar with. Well, we're we're talking about um, blow up stuff. Did you all see that um, balloon dunny? No. Hold on, I gotta find it. I don't Is think so. Busy? There's definitely been blow up stuff in the past. I mean, there they haven't been pool floats, but there's been like, wasn't there a Joe Ledbetter blow up thing? And wasn't there a Buff Monster one too? Yeah, there was a burger one, right? The Burger Bunny. Yeah, that's right. And those were done through. Uh, Damn it! Wasn't it John? Was it Jonathan? What was it? What's this company? Superbad oh, Toys yeah. or whatever. Yeah, well, it was Superbad Toys, and then it became uh, the Loyal Subject. So I don't know which one. Probably both, actually. All right, I'm pasting. I'm pasting a link for you all in our chat so that you can see what I'm talking about. But um, I actually saw it through a collector who reposted. But apparently, there is this new eight-inch balloon dunny coming through Kid Robot by Andrew Martin. So it looks like a Mylar dunny floating in the air and it's being weighted down by like a a 42 kilogram weight. Yeah, but isn't that, I mean, that, it reminds me of, um, do you remember that doll, and I'm, God, I'm going to butcher this. Do you remember that Mylar balloon style doll, the like sex doll or whatever that Clutter had at oh, that two, five Kik- points ago? Kikaki? Yeah, that thing was awesome. I think it was Kikaki toys And it reminds yeah, and it reminds me of that because it looks, I mean, it looks legit like a Mylar balloon. Yeah, it has a really nice metallic finish. Do you all know who Andrew Martin is? Is that a name you're familiar with? I'm not personally familiar. I have no idea who it is. I'm trying to look them up. To there's, see, a lot of, I... there's a lot of Japanese writing, though, so I'm guessing it's... Well, it's so it's... It's because of whoever reposted this. I don't know who Ken Karobot is, but uh, it's the only option I had to share it with it's you all. Kinky Robot. Not Ken Karobot. It's Kinky Robot. <laughs> Wait, what? It's Kinky, Kinky Robot, not Ken Key Robot. Oh. How am I supposed to know that? It's like when this people. Is the people word use... Kinky? People yeah. used to look this at my Instagram. This goes back to you living that. in this world where things aren't what they really are. That's clearly kinky robot. What only is, only you would see it separately. So it's actually a collector. K May makes. Um, do you remember K? So she yeah, actually. She, yeah. uh, so she kind of came out of nowhere and is a hardcore collector. I feel like having her on for a collector episode would be really fun. But she happened to just post it. Um, but she said, long anticipated Dunny, I'll be adding photo reposts from. What is it? Kinky, kinky robot. Um, but I haven't seen Kid Robot post it. I think maybe Tenacious Toys shared it in a recent email, but I kept trying to look it up to see if I could find it. I can't find it now. Anyway, I don't know a whole lot about it. I just saw it and it looks awesome. And I, I don't know. I just hope that we'll see more soon and can buy this thing because it's awesome. My, my plastic card has a post about it. Ooh, do they? Um, but it does say standing at nearly eight inches high, 
the Kid Robot Balloon Dunny by Canadian sculptor Andrew Martin is progressive new form to vinyl. So it might not be an eight inch dunny. It might just be eight inches tall when you count the string and everything. Yeah. Oh, do you think it's a five inch? I think, no, I think it's a three inch. I think it's a regular dunny size. Yeah. On a string. Oh, really? Oh, that makes it even better. Wait, where are you seeing this information, George? My Plastic Heart. On the what? Their blog? Uh, no, it just says coming soon. They don't even have a picture. They just have the, the words. All right, hold on. I Let just me... did a Google search with 8-inch balloon Donnie Andrew Martin. Oh, you found some secret portal because I don't see that in the store. 8-inch Andrew. You just one up Teresa, George. Good job. <laughs> That's not easy to do. Oh, Pop Culture has a page, too. Ooh, let's, see what, let's see what all this is. I like this sleuthing. It's just called Google. <laughs> <laughs> but in the dimensions, it says eight inches. And in the pop culture post, it says balloon dunny eight inch vinyl figure. When do you think they would have called it a three inch? No, because it's eight inches tall. <laughs> Either way. I, I like your sleuthing. I guess. Would, I guess are you going to buy it? If, it's, if it is three inches, are you buying it, Teresa? Yes. If it's eight inches, an eight-inch dunny, are you buying it? It depends on price. If it's an eight-inch dunny, that means it's going to be like... Like 14 inches, 16 four, inches yeah, tall. 14, 15 inches tall. Yeah. It's got to be three kinda, inches. It does say, on, on my plastic card, it says standing at nearly eight inches high. Okay. Either way, I like it. I dig it. I, I, I don't know. We'll wait, I guess, to hear. Oh, wait, there's a date. 8-2, August 2nd, on the Kinky Robot post. Yeah. So so maybe maybe we're ahead of the game. Maybe they weren't supposed to leak that photo. I know. Maybe, we, we, maybe we're talking about something and we're going to get yelled at. We didn't post it. I just talk about it because it's cool. None of the stores have the picture up. Hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. I don't know. I, I think know. it's time to wrap it up. We haven't had what? a guest in a while. We're probably yeah. We've been talking for an hour and thirty-two minutes. No, because I had a oh, I had an idea for a game. Oh wait, did you actually? Well, you have a game? I'll play a game. Well, it's not a game. So oh, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. So I had this idea because we we were talking through all this stuff, right? And so I thought instead of me for like a league and sneak peek discussion of me just saying, "Hey, I saw this" or "I saw that." I could play a game called Do They Pass the Teresa Test where I would send you all a link to look at a toy that's new and coming out and you would decide and guess if you think it would be something that I would buy or not. Oh. And if and if I can't buy it, you would have to guess what it is that turns me off specifically that would keep me from purchasing it. Oh, this would be fun. You're very now, particular. Is this old Teresa who used to buy everything or is this current Teresa who's mad at toys and doesn't buy a lot? <laughs> mad at toys she still, buys, she still buys a lot george she's just afraid to show buy, it it's current Teresa in the sense so gary has always talked about how i can be very particular so just because it's cute if there's something off it could be size color whatever it can be something very minute that i can be like that's really cool i really like it but i don't want to get it because of that thing all so right let's, let's play it. this game you want to play this game? Let's I do like it. it. Let's do it. 
Okay. The first one is okay, and they're all a lot of them are blind boxes. Um because blind boxes are just hot stuff right now. Okay, so the first one is this new series coming out. Uh, it's called Larvo Forest Animals. So uh, it's actually, uh, I think it was previewed a while back possibly, but it looks like they're, they're finally coming into existence. Um, but it's a series called Larvo Forest Animals. It is an overseas series being made by, uh, I guess the companies are called Playgrounders and 1983 Toys. I believe 1983 Toys has a Instagram account. Yep. So um, you can kind of see it there. They've actually been doing a uh, couple different blind box series with um, various artists. But I'm going to share with you what Let's get this to the game. series like. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So check out uh, Larvo Forest Animals. Clicking the link. No, you, you, they're not no. cute enough for you. No, I would say no as well. I'm going to agree so with you. What, so what, what is it specifically? It's the open mouth. The open mouth O. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. So these, I think the outfits are flipping adorable. So it's actually like, so Larvo kind of alludes to the fact it's kind of like a caterpillar sort of figure. And I think that the outfits are super adorable, but yeah, the, the weird like O mouth is the turnoff for me. If it, if had, it had a smiley had... face, you would have been all over this. Hell yeah, she yep. would have. <laughs> like that smiley one, face that with one a little, little blush. Thing. Yep. That one literally just changed. Changing the mouth, and I would have bought those up. Like, no yeah, joke. You're very particular to your facial expressions. Okay, what else? Do you all know me? Okay. There is... Um, okay, so another series. While you look that up, Gary, would you buy those? No. They look like baby toys to me. Yeah, I'm out they're, too. They're cute, but I feel like they're for toddlers, not necessarily for grown-ups. Oh, hush it. Have Wait, a young son. Yeah, but like, if you change the mouth, I would. And you just call my toys baby toys. They're adorable. Have a little no, youngness of your They mouth. are adorable, but to each their own. You know, we need to speed this up. I can hear my kids. They're getting restless. What's the next one? Um. Okay. How about this series? This is a series called uh, Avaru Wonderland. A-V-I-R-U. It's also made by 1983 Toys, and actually, uh, Strange Cat Toys, I believe, is selling them currently. I'm gonna say no. Too dark for you. Wait, so you've here seen we... it already. It's I'm on the 19... Oh wait, maybe it's not. Hold on, I'm look... Let me look. I'm looking at a different picture. No, I'm standing by what I said. I agree. I think it's. I agree. I think this feels a little. Are you ready? <laughs> Daddy, are you ready? Dad. Yeah. I... Time to go to the park. Tie up. Playground time. So, yes, Teresa, I would say this is a bit dark for you. They're cute, though. They're definitely more. I like, I do like this series. You all are right. It is cute, but it's too, too on the creepy side. Is it just, is it just the cut, like the colors and the eyes feel, it just feels a little sinister. Is that what it is? Had the colors been different? They feel a little sinister. They feel a little alien. 
and yeah, little like way too dark for Teresa. You can okay. tell. Look, they're like yeah. little goth, little gothic. Yeah. All right, it's I cool. say we wrap up, Teresa. We'll give you time to prepare for this this for next time, and I say we wrap up so Gary can get to the park. How weird is it that I'm going to the park at eight forty-five? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? So I will be on next week. Do you want to do this game next week? I can just save this and we can rinse and repeat it. Yes. Let's and do I can that. have links ready to go. Do you like this idea? I like this idea, but I'll probably keep this in so people will be better prepared for next week. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Fix it, make it better. Okay, okay. listen to preview. Go to so the why park. don't each of you take a brief moment and let people know where they can find you? Teresa, go first. Yep, Teresa Hawkins. Find me on Instagram, tmhawk24. George? At Double G Toys on Instagram. That's up. And I'm Gary Ham uh, on Instagram and superham.com. This has been the Marsham Toy Hour. We try to do this every week, not because we have to. But because we want to. Yay! <laughs> now, boys, let's go to the playground. Bye, Bye everyone. See you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.